I mean, I can be sassy. You want me to be sassy? I'll be sassy. Hello, welcome back, all of my lovely friends. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking thankful and hyped that you are here listening to me in your fancy ears, in your car, doing whatever you're doing, ideally by yourself, be practicing good social distance, and if you are under state mandatory lockdown, you best be locked down. There's a million things you can do at home, like the push-up challenge. If you do the push-up challenge, you freaking tag me, I will do that with you. Do do the push-up challenge, go running, go hiking, get into TikTok, y'all. TikTok, it's a whole new experience, but that is not the point of this. So on today's episode, we are going to be doing my very first interview. It is very fitting that it is with my bestie. She is my work wife. She is like my partner in crime. I do not know where I would be without this woman. So we are going to chat branding, strategy, why you need to have a brand, what it even means to have a brand in 2020, ways you can improve your brand, and really we just have some good banterous talk. So let's jump right in. All right, Miss Natalie Nicole, I am so excited to have you on here with us today. Um, so we're just going to kind of get real into it real quick, and my listeners need to know, who in the heck are you? I know basically your whole life, over many years of following you, entering into a whole new industry with you, and now just kind of doing life as uh, besties, worksies, and just everything in between. Uh, so please. What is uh, kind of like a brief overview of your story? How, how in the heck did we get here in 2020? <laughs> well, thanks, Cassie. This is so exciting. I'm so honored that you wanted to interview me because like you said, we've been kind of through so much together and I literally feel like you know everything about me already, but the world needs to know. I feel like the power of social media and you know branding and everything that we're kind of going to talk about because that's how we met. Like if I wasn't branded as Miss Fitness Princess on Instagram or um, my other, you know, directing traffic to my other personal training page at the time, which we recently figured out is how we connected, then like we wouldn't be here right now. So, okay, you guys, I am 29 years old. I'm from Tampa, Florida. I was a, um, taking it way back. I worked at the mall in sales. I did accounting at a law firm. I've kind of always tapped around and had um, multiple ideas going. I went to college for a little bit. Um, I did drop out. I felt like it wasn't for me, but um, through everything that we go through, you kind of get experience. So I promise there's a point in me saying this. Um, but I, uh, when Cassie and I met, I was a personal trainer and a bartender. I was competing in bodybuilding bikini, um, kind of branding myself with fitness. And, you know, that was always my passion. So um, I just, I wanted to share it with people. I wanted to give that motivation or that inspiration that maybe someone that day, like my hope was that maybe that person was looking at my page and then they did go and decide to work out because they see my workout video. So that was kind of how I started my brand. Um, and then it led me into network marketing because I, I wanted freedom. I, I was not happy working, you know, 50 plus hours a week for someone at the law firm, you know, counting my checks and making sure I could pay bills. And it just, it was very stressful. I was super young. I was like in my early twenties at the time. So I wanted more fun. So I left the corporate secure job with health insurance and overtime and you know, all the, all the good things. And 
I dove into the nightlife. I was a bottle server first um, in an upscale club that um, you know, taught me a lot of life. And um, then I learned how to bartend. I worked at a college bar while personal training. And then that's kind of when um, I, I wanted a way out. I, I didn't want to get sucked into the nightlife more so than I already was. And network marketing was the only profession that doesn't judge that allows you to be who you want to be and allows you to make the income that you desire to make. So for me, walking away from, you know, two lucrative ways of making money, I needed something that kind of was gonna be equivalent or more because um, I knew that I wanted more out of life, right? I feel like we're constantly evolving and growing and becoming that next best version of ourselves. And that's kind of where the, you know, the title comes in. If it's not helping you grow, it's time to go. It's got to go, you guys. And you may be listening to me like, yeah, yeah, easy for her. Like it wasn't easy. Y'all like there was lots of blood, sweat and tears that went into all of this. But um, good news is if I did it, if, you know, Cassie shares her story and she's gone through stuff, then you guys could get through it too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's that's the little background gist of it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go into this next chapter or not yet, but uh, I'll take it. I'll let I'll let you ask the next question. All right. So basically, you've done a little bit of everything at this point. You started in one industry. You moved from that corporate world into the entrepreneurial world. I'd really like you said, like I found you from a fitness page. That was how you branded yourself. If you weren't like that, I wouldn't have found you. I found you off of hashtags for bodybuilding and working out. And so it's so important, like when we're talking about branding and making yourself that you are sharing your passions. Like if you don't like something, don't hashtag it. It's got to be a part of you and that's what's going to draw people to you. So how do you think um, your story kind of shaped what your brand is and how you've been able to essentially carry that through all of the different things you've done? Is that more because it's always been a passion or because you knew it would market well? Um, honestly, I've never really thought about it, but I would say a combination of both. I always knew that having a social presence will allow you to reach people further. Um, like in the ability of us connecting, you were in Alaska, right? Or living in Texas at the time. I was in Alaska at that point. So Alaska to Florida, like y'all, like that would never happen in real life. So the fact that social connects people on all over the world, like that's just amazing. Um, and you, it's, it's a tool, like, right? Like it's a tool to network and to connect and and, you know, her and I are both kind of like intro extroverts. Like we just like to stay like at home and be on our, you know, in our own little space. And speaking of space, like I started branding myself essentially with MySpace and Xanga. Like anytime there was a social platform, AOL, like I was on it, you know, I've always loved being on online. And um, that doesn't mean if you don't love it now that you can't fall in love with it. You just have to find what works for you. And I avoided Facebook for a long time. I loved Instagram. That was my jam. That's where I, you know, felt most comfortable on. I had the most fun and it just came natural to me. So if you're trying to force something to work, try something new. And that's kind of where we can get into TikTok because now I'm like, let's TikTok it up. Like I'm obsessed with it, but I hated it six months ago, y'all. So things can change, give things a chance. And I feel like your, your brand will naturally, you know, follow with your passion. I love that. I love that. We were TikToking before this. If I figure out how to edit, there may be some TikToks to go with this podcast at some point, but that's a whole other life <laughs> adventure that I'll have. Um, 
So I love that you're talking about like using multiple platforms. That's so important in how crazy times are changing. Like TikTok is the brand new thing. Vine was a thing. Like that's gone. MySpace, gone. It was the biggest platform when we started. So you always have to be innovating going forward. So in 2020, what are important aspects of having a brand? Is it all of the social platforms? Is it being consistent across everything? Like, do you want everything to flow or do you want to have like, well, this is how I am over here. And then like, this is my business, keeping business and personal separate. How do you juggle with that? Oh man, lots of trial and error um, when it comes to me over the years and kind of, you know, everything I've been through. But I always say that it's different per person. So I guess I can give you two examples. One, if you are someone that um, loves one platform, just keep doing that platform. And if it's not helping you grow, maybe it's time to do a new platform. And by growing, that means growing as a person, growing your audience, growing your income. Like if you're not making money with what you're doing, it's maybe time to change what you're doing. Um, if, if you are someone that is very, um, multi-dimensional and you want to give maybe more attention like let's say you are awesome on Facebook you have great engagement you have you know messages in your inbox all the time and you have that down pack maybe now it's time to explore Instagram or TikTok or get on a different platform because here's the thing you guys you may love Facebook and your friends may love Facebook but if you're exhausting that audience with whatever you're doing and you're trying to get a new audience or more you know more of whatever your goal is your mission is um, you need to reach more people and it may not like you may not reach the same people on Facebook they do on Instagram because I know for a fact that there are people out there that do not do Facebook but they are all over Instagram or vice versa um, there's even people now I'm learning on TikTok that don't have Facebook because they don't want it they literally only have TikTok and maybe Instagram so that to you tells you that if you could put your your stuff on all different platforms um, snapchat y'all oh my gosh we haven't talked about snapchat that was my jam too in the clubs I would always post the behind-the-scenes Stuff that I didn't want my parents to see because I knew it was more private. So I branded myself on Snap with like the crazy snaps, and I was just myself. I felt less judged. So with Facebook, sometimes it's more invasive to our privacy because we feel like, you know, everyone's on it. Our parents are on it. Like my grandma's even on it. You know what I mean? But Instagram was kind of like my safer place that I would kind of post like, you know, some cuss words or some things out there that I was like, eh, I don't really want to put that on Facebook, but I'll put it on Instagram. Now my family's on Instagram. So I'm like, all right, TikTok, they ain't on that. <laughs> so now I can be, you know, that, that funny behind the scenes. And it also gives you exclusivity. So I do think going into the second part of your question that it is important to do different things on different platforms because it gives people a reason to follow you there. If you're not being original, authentic, or funny, and you're just boring, copying, pasting the same thing everywhere, if you need to do that in the beginning to just get into that habit of posting on it, fine. But then it's time to branch off, be a little birdie, fly into your creativity space and do something different. Like I branded myself on Instagram for workout videos. I tried putting them on Facebook. It got no visibility. No one liked it because that's not the right place for it. On Facebook, I post like selfies and like, you know, questions like, how's everyone feeling today? Like, I'm like, everyone's like friend on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm the, you know, the person that inspires. And then on TikTok, I'm like this white girl that can't dance. So, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to find what works for you on what platform. And it should be fun. If you're trying to force it, stop, move on, do something different. And then you'll figure it out as you, you know, as you go through that, that phase. I live for that because... Like I definitely, you know, in the network marketing space, we're always on social media. 
And a lot of times, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. You, if you're getting tired of it, it's not for you anymore. Like if you're not enjoying what you're doing, stop doing it. And sometimes that does mean like a brand refresh, like new eyes to look at it. Um, so really anyone in the online space who's trying to make a presence either for brand deals, for your network marketing company, like whatever your online business is, whatever you're trying to do in the online space, you want to be branded as yourself because you're not going to get tired of yourself. You're going to enjoy sharing who you are, what you're doing, like in all these aspects, you want to have fun with it. If social media is not fun, no one else will care what you're doing. They just won't. No one's getting on social media to like be like, that person's life is more boring than mine. Like, no, people are getting on social media <laughs> for connection, for enjoyment, for like something real, that authenticity, which is probably one of the most important factors just in like your brand as a whole. What are some like big tips that you give people for like creating their brand, whether it's just like sticking to something more technical, like the way their colors on their page are, like what their photos are, content captions. Like, do you think it's more important that all of that flows together or that it's more representative of them as a person? And does it vary based off of a business? I think that it depends on the person. Um, and this is where social media is so custom that, you know, there's no one right way. Like it just has to work for you. So I know for me, I'm very matchy matchy in real life. So I like my social media to be very matchy matchy because that's a representation of me. Um, so like I have kind of themes where if I change my profile picture and it doesn't kind of match, you know, my highlights on Instagram, I'm going to be changing those out. Like I want it to flow and to look good um, because people do judge you guys. They, they do. And I don't mean that, you know, in a negative way, but they literally have like, they say that there's like a three second rule of whether it's going to capture your attention for them to follow you back. Don't you want them to follow you back? Yeah. So then you kind of got to, you know, play with the settings and, and see, you know, how it looks. But um, at the end of the day, if you're just being you, then that's all that matters. Like on Facebook, you can do pretty much like whatever you want. Like I love those white quotes. So I always posted quotes back in the day and then I just started posting them again, but on stories. So like, I'm still me, I'm just doing things a little bit differently. Um, and you know, though I call them those fluff posts. Like if you're, if you're trying to run a business and you're trying to promote, you know, a service or a product and network marketing, especially like you, you don't want to be constantly posting about your products. People should know, you know, that you do something of that nature, like you're into health and wellness and you use, you know, supplements to help you. And obviously you can be selling those supplements. That's what I'm trying to get at, but it shouldn't be like every post, every product, like having that out there is good, but it shouldn't be consuming your page. Your page should be a representation of you. And I like to, you know, call things a core four. What is the core four things that describe you? Is it um, the fact that you're a hairstylist? Is it that you're a mom? Is it that you're a cat lady? Like whatever it is, that needs to be what you post and what you focus on. Um, I post my cats all the time on stories. I realized I wasn't doing it a lot on my actual Facebook. So in recent, I started doing it again and I'm posting something funny with it. Like, it's not like, Oh, look at my pretty cats. No, it's like, look at the cats going crazy on day four of quarantine. You know what I mean? Like be, be trending with your posts and, um, you know, then people realize that you are a real person as well because you're talking about real life stuff that they're going through. So being relatable, having a personality. Um, and if you're stuck, ask your best friend, ask your mom, be like, mom, like, 
what do you think of me? Like, what is, what do you see in me? What is my favorite, you know, color or whatever? And just kind of go off of that. Yeah, pretty much. It's probably one of the easiest ways to do it is just to ask people, like the people closest to you, they're going to know, like, what they think of you, like already, like your fun traits. And they're not thinking about it in terms of like, what will look good for this Instagram post, like three weeks from now, they're just like, no, that's who you are. And then you just take who you are and you just share that. Hey guys, you know what's really cool? I just finally figured out how to do podcast edits and insert small clips and do record here and then here. And I'm very, very excited about this. But you know what else I'm super excited about? Pays to be brave. 2020. Like, you probably haven't been following me very long, and that's a shame. It's okay. I forgive you. But in October of last year, I went by myself to an event with 1,500 amazing freaking women, and it changed my life. Because of that event, I left a company that wasn't serving me. I am starting my own freaking business. Like, that's crazy talk to me. I'm making this podcast, I have a blog. All of these things were because I went to Pays to be Brave and I was like, I'm going to start living my best freaking life and I'm going to show up the way I was meant to. And so I am very excited to offer a fancy discount of 50 freaking dollars off your tickets to Pays to be Brave 2020. It's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be, you know, just Angie and me and a couple, you know, 3,000 amazing women all coming together, wanting the same things, wanting to grow, wanting to be amazing, and just this, that, and the other thing. And so the link is going to be in my bio. Get your freaking tickets, and I'm going to see you there. I think branding is very so deeply about you personally that you're no longer attacking like a thing you're attacking a person that's why I think in branding like it's so it's such a vulnerable feeling that sometimes people are scared to have that brand because it is them um yeah if you believe in your brand then you shouldn't have to talk about anyone else's brand and that's the biggest thing you guys like drop I see. Y'all hear that? If you believe in your brand, you shouldn't be talking about anyone else's brand. And I just had this conversation earlier too. company bashing you guys, whether you're trying to show the positives of your company or not, at the end of the day, guess what? It's still negative. It's still drama. So who are you attracting? Are you attracting the people that are also going to be bashing other companies? And then you just have this big circle of company bashers and drama on your team. You don't want that. You want people that are real, that are raw, that are authentic, that are going to bring a different part of your dynamic to your team or to your business. So I attract people that have the same core beliefs maybe as me, but they're totally different. Like it's like we fit each other's, you know, puzzle pieces together. And then we create this like huge mastermind thing. Like Cassie will tell you her and I, sometimes we are polar freaking opposites. Wants to be early everywhere. I'm always fashionably late. It's just, we've just accepted. That's just life. Like, and she tries to, you know, get on me about time management and everything. And like, it's a struggle, but like, we're making progress. progress. 
It's a work so we've, we've traveled all over the world together, you guys. Like we we've we've had much experience, and you know, at first we used to get we used to, we used to be like, yo, like this is not gonna work. But then we're like, you know what? It's okay to be different and still love the person. So we 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 grow through it, you know. And and that's something that maybe I lack, and she's you know strong with. And that's what you want in a team too. You want people that have different dynamics. You don't want to just attract all the same gossip drama people. You want to attract people that are gonna help make you better and to help level you up. And that means they have their own brand. They're not just piggybacking off of your brand and trying to be just like you. You don't want that. You want a whole wide variety. I mean, we can talk about leadership with this too. Like all the different color personalities, y'all. Like if you know what I'm talking about, like you know that it's so important to have that balance. Because if you just have a whole bunch of blues, y'all just going to be partying it up the whole time. If you have a whole bunch of reds, y'all all going to be having ego trips, you know, getting on each other's nerves because everyone wants to be in control. So um, I think it's good to have all dynamics of it. And, you know, if you have something that's great, then you shouldn't care about what someone else has or what someone else is doing with their, you know, business or their brand. Yeah, when you build a brand strong enough and authentically and sincerely enough and something that you believe in, other people are going to believe in it. And then it does not matter what anyone else has to say. Like someone can crap all over your parade all day, every day, and you are not even going to get the crap. You're going to be like, let me just get my shovel and just get this out the way. Um, that's why having a brand is so, so important. Like, just so you know, kind of like who you are, what you represent and what you have to offer people. Because your brand is like what you have to offer people. Like, you wouldn't be trying to build in like an influencer space if you weren't trying to do something, you're trying to help someone, even if to some extent you're like, I really just need to like make money, but it's like you have a service to offer. You're helping people. Your brand should be helping people. There should be a net result from it, whether you are just starting out, you don't even know what the heck you're doing, or if you've been in the biz for a long freaking time, you should know what your brand is. Your brand is not necessarily the exact product that you sell. It's you. If it is a product, that's a product brand. It's not you. We're talking about you as a brand. Um, so if somebody doesn't have a brand right now and they're looking to start one, and obviously you have your new consulting business, so they have the options to come to you, what, what are you going to help them do? Like, what is like the starter? Like, I, let's say I have like 100 followers on Instagram. And I just really want to get into like the network marketing space. I'm trying to build an online business. Like I have no idea how to even use an Insta story. Like, and I come to you and I'm like, how can we do this? What is, what do you do for them? All right. So first thing I would ask is, you know, who are you? What's your story? I want to hear, I want to hear them talk. So if, if you're struggling to figure out your brand and, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but diving deeper into it, like, what have you gone through? What have you overcome? And this is a whole nother, you know, ball game, you guys, like Cassie and I are sober. Like that's, that's our brand is being sober. And that's, that's a battle every day that we have to sometimes go through. And there's other people out there that need that accountability. So being sober is something we talk about. It's not who we are. It doesn't define us. You know, addiction isn't something that, that we, um, you know, look at as, as a, as a thing of, you know, 
whatever, like there's no stigma around it, but that is just something that we have to live with. And by us being self-aware of that and identifying it, we've been able to impact and help so many other people because of it. And that goes with anything in life. You guys, I've overcome multiple toxic narcissistic relationships, and that has now become part of my brand. I am empowering and trying to help and, you know, life coach other women through that as well. Granted, I'm not certified, but if I just talk about my journey, I'm helping them through their life. I'm coaching them through something that maybe they're going through. And it's indirect, you guys. It's not like I'm on a one-on-one -on -one saying, you know, I'm your therapist. This is what you have to do. No, I'm just sharing my story on stories, <laughs> literally on stories, just talking, sharing inspirational quotes, you know, just, just people know my story. They know that I've been through that because I've been open about it. So, um, and you have to be ready, you guys. If, if you're not ready to share some of the deep stuff, like Cassie and I, we've, we've grown into these, these women that are comfortable talking about it, but we weren't always here. Um, you know, I recently just came out about some of my addictions and struggles, like literally like last year, like the end of last year. Like it has, and it's been something that has happened four years ago. So just know that there's going to be a time, but if God's putting it on your heart to talk about it, that literally means that someone out there, like this whole interview Cassie did, because literally I feel like God told her to do this because someone needs to hear our message right now. And that means that someone else needs to hear your message. So if you're not, being loud about what you've overcome, you know, overcome, like you could literally save a life. And this goes with anything. It goes with, you know, being a mom, overcoming anxiety, overcoming depression. Like there's so many different things that we all go through on an everyday basis. And no one's life is perfect. Like you may find me on Instagram or find Cassie and be like, oh, look at her in her cute pink mug. Like she's got a life all figured out, but she still struggles probably on a day-to-day -day basis with stuff that we don't know about. Just like me, like I struggle sometimes with even putting my face on TikTok, but I'm still doing it because I know I have to because God's telling me to get on TikTok, you know? So it's like one of those things that you you have to get out of your comfort zone. And if you're not growing out of that comfort zone, find the root of the issue of what's holding you back. Is it the negative voice in your head because you're just not feeling confident? Then go do some self-development. Listen to Tony Robbins. Biggest tip I can give you, Tony Robbins changed my life over and over again. If, if he's a certified life coach, there you go. You need to go to him for advice. But, um, you know, find, finding out why and who you are and what your, what your message is. And, and you may not know right away, but just sharing your story. Everyone has a story, you guys. If you lost weight, that's a story. It doesn't even have to be deep. It can literally be that you went from point A to point B and people fall in love with progress. They want to see the journey. So show up as you are and you're only going to change and, you know, grow from that. But if you don't have a starting point, you're, you're never going to get to that end goal. Like you have to just start and same thing with social media, same, like just like anything else in life, you get better with practice, you know, with practice. So start posting my, per my first post sucked. Cassie's first post probably didn't look, you know, the way they do now, like, they were awful. That's so bad. <laughs> but that's part cool. of the game. That's part of life. Like you just, you get better as you go. I mean, being a mom, you're not like pro mom, you know, you may still not be pro mom if you're a mom, right? Like I'm not a mom, but I know whenever I become a mom, I'm probably not going to be that good at it, but that's why you learn, you ask for help. Um, and if you guys need my help with, you know, consulting, like she said, I am all about it today. Her and I mastermind and Cassie helped me figure out my niche. You guys, this girl's amazing. Like, she's like, dude, like you're like Instagram like savvy like that's your thing and I'm like all right so it looks like I'm a I'm branding myself as an Instagram coach now because because that's what it is <laughs> that's what I'm doing. See, you just like have to you can feel like what you want your brand to be but it might not always be that you got to bounce ideas like I am doing so many new things right now thank you quarantine if we can say that in life right now 
but you just got to try a bunch of things. Like your brain is not going to be perfect day one. It's just not, if it is, you're failing. Like if your first draft is the best thing that you've done, you need to reevaluate your life. You should always be evolving your brand. Your brand should always be changing. Keep your core values. But if stuff's not working, why keep doing it? Don't be crazy. Just keep trying new things. It's going to work, but you have to at least try. Um, like branding's not as easy. You, you got to be consistent with that try too. You got to keep trying over and over again to build that momentum. Um, and I think, you know, that's the biggest thing is, is people try one post and then they're like, oh, it's not working. No one likes me, y'all. You got to keep going. You got to show people who you are with different, um, you know, dimensions and different levels of it. It's not just going to be like a one and done, like Cassie said, like you got to keep going with it and adjust as needed. And that's the biggest thing. If your life is changing, your brand should be changing too. And you can be proud of it. Like good things, bad things. Things change. People want to see that. We're not in a time of 100% perfect everything. We, are, we have moved out of the everything is fake, everything is fine. We've moved into, you know, life is kind of hard sometimes, but like my Instagram could still be really cute. Like you don't have to lie about it. Um, all right. So if people want to find you, um, what are your social media handles? What is the website? How do they get consulting with you? What are the options? I have lots of options because I love putting myself out there. Um, most recently on TikTok, it's Nick Nat. So N-I-K-N-A-T, super simple. Um, follow me. I would love to connect with you if you're on the TikTok space. And then um, I have a podcast, The Power Babe. It is on Apple iTunes, also on um, Spotify. Um, and then I have Instagram and Facebook. Natalie Nicole Sahatska is my official last name, but that's pretty pretty crazy to spell. So we'll just stick with Natalie Nicole Consulting. Um, no H's in either, so super simple. And yeah, if you guys need help with social, that is my niche. And I would love to, uh, you know, make make magic happen <laughs> excellent i will have all of your social everything linked in the show notes since i finally figured out how to do show notes like yesterday it's great so i'll have all your social attached there and i am just so glad that you're with us today well thank and you for having me this was so much fun